Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Garden Chapel Youth Group Podcast. I am glad that you could join in with us today. My name is Pastor Pete, and with me is Jacob Brink, and we're catching you up on the Youth Group Sunday School class. Today, we are looking at the concept of forgiveness. So, Jacob, what does the Bible have to say about forgiveness and what we are to do about it as Christians? Yeah, so like you said, this, uh, this past Sunday we talked about forgiveness and uh, how important it is to, uh, to have in our lives. Uh, we talked about how dealing with pains and hurts is something that almost all of us struggle with, and it's definitely a challenge to uh, face. And so we talked about how like, forgiveness is to pardon or release this like, act of uh, a mistake or an offense committed against us. And like, so we do this without having anger or resentment towards somebody else. So kind of this first passage that we talked about was in Matthew 18 uh, verses 21 through 35 where the disciples were asking Jesus like oh how many times should uh, are we forgive uh, another person and Jesus tells him not like 70 times but 70 times 7 which is kind of giving the idea of hey like no matter how many times somebody sins against you if they come back and ask for forgiveness like it is our duty it is our responsibility to forgive them so we talked about the parable that uh, Christ uses where he talks about this king who kind of forgives this huge debt that this slave had. Um, He forgives it, he pardons it completely, and then this slave goes to another slave who uh, had a debt for him, and this slave gets angry at him, he wants uh, this money back that he hadn't been paid, and when the king hears about this, he throws him in jail because like he wasn't uh, gracious the same way that he was. So this was this first idea of forgiveness that we talked about. Yeah, and especially in the context of that parable, you know, usually we're focused really on the amounts in that parable that, hey, there's a large sum here. It's worth, you know, like 30 years worth of wages uh, that this man owes the king. Well, that's an incredible amount. But I, I think when you compare it to what Jesus is trying to talk about is that sometimes like one wrong can kind of drive our life, whereas, you know, we don't realize how much we're forgiven by God either. And of course, this this slave, as he said, you know, he goes, he shakes down the other slave for just a meager amount, you know, a, a day's wage. That's not super important. What is matter? What what does matter is the king brings that first slave back in and says, hey, no, 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 I forgave you. You should have forgiven or had mercy on the other person. Um, and I'm throwing you in jail until you repay what I owe. And, you know, as we were talking about it earlier was there's this concept that the the debt from that first slave has already been forgiven. So what does he owe to the king anymore? And what the king's trying to get across is until you show mercy, as I've shown you mercy, you're going to be in bondage. And it's a heavy duty thing because when we think about forgiveness, we're not usually thinking about uh, how unforgiveness and bitterness can put us in bondage but that's what that parable is trying to get across there yeah absolutely um so let's just briefly talk about real quick you referenced what forgiveness is to pardon or to release someone the act of excusing the mistakes or offense that are done to us and yeah it's it's releasing that anger that resentment against someone um what else does forgiveness pretty much entail there Yeah, so this idea of forgiveness means to cancel this debt that uh, somebody may owe against us, to release it, to not let it uh, fester inside of us and really, like, allow us to become angry and upset. Um, 
we can all like look at how Christ has forgiven us. Like we we've owed Christ this uh, debt. And when we think about this, that uh, we owed Christ and he's forgiven our debt, we should be willing to forgive others as well. Um, like he forgives us that we have a chance to confess and acknowledge him and that we have a chance to be saved, which I think is super awesome. Yeah. And in the New Testament, you're going to find out that when you look at forgiveness in that concept, it is actually a command that Christians are to forgive, despite whether you feel like it or not, you are to forgive. But the inner characteristic that should be inside of us is that we should be forgiving people, that this is what really should be coming out. It's part of that object to show love to others is also to forgive others. Um, many times when we think about forgiveness, Jacob, you know, we think of the phrase forgive, uh, but not forget, you know, let's talk a little bit about that concept. Is that something that's biblical that's actually found in scripture or how should we see forgiveness? Yeah, I think it's important that we do forgive somebody, but that doesn't mean to forget everything that's ever happened. Like it's just because, uh, oh, somebody has uh, forgiven us or we've forgiven them. Like that pain sometimes doesn't always go away. And we want to be sure that we're remembering what has happened so we don't fall into this idea of being easily hurt again or allowing ourselves to get caught up in these same patterns because just because we've forgiven somebody doesn't mean that, oh, automatically like, everything just goes away like we should definitely remember what has happened so that way we don't fall into those like i said those same patterns and it's kind of the same ideas like where god doesn't just simply forget our sins like it's not like he's like he suddenly can't remember anything that's happened but he kind of he pardons them kind of that same idea or concept that we talked about that uh he lets them go. He doesn't hold them against us. It's not a grudge that he's going to uh, bring up time and time again. Good. Yeah, and that pardoning comes through Jesus Christ and what he's done on the cross, right? He's paid the price for all sins, which is key there, which is where that pardoning comes from, is the price has been paid. Um, and uh, as you said before, you know, it's not about forgetting everything that's happened. Um, sometimes in, in some situations, trust between two people is broken and that trust needs to be rebuilt little bit by little bit. You can forgive the person, but it doesn't necessarily mean you trust them wholeheartedly again. Uh, you know, in counseling, both me and Paul, you know, we talk about with trust when there's trust in a relationship, it's trust then verify. You take the person at their word for it. When that trust is broken though, um, forgiveness can happen and, and does happen a lot, but then it goes from verify and then trust that again, it's this, they're going to have to build up some trust again in this relationship between two people. Um, so yeah, Jesus told us that, you know, we're supposed to be forgiving someone seven times 70, you know, uh, it's a big number. Um, why, why do you think God's so keen on this? I think it's just important to remember that no matter how many times, somebody messes up and they ask for forgiveness we should always be willing to forgive and i think that's kind of that point that god is trying to drive home that you know people are human they're going to make mistakes uh like we live in a fallen world so people are going to sin they're going to mess up but we shouldn't be that hard on others and always be willing and ready to uh to forgive whether it's easy whether it's hard and just to remember that when christ showed uh the ultimate like way of canceling our debt that we should be willing to cancel those debts or the pain that's inside of us be willing to forgive others good yeah and 
you know, does God have a limit to what he forgives or how many times he forgives us? Absolutely not. No. Yeah. And, and so again, a lot of that is, you know, we're trying to live out as Christians, the image of God. Uh, we're trying to be Christ to other people. And part of that is forgiving them as many times as necessary, <laughs> you know? Okay. So you, you talked a little bit about Matthew chapter 18. Uh, where else do you see forgiveness talked about in scripture? Yeah, the other passage that we kind of mainly focused on was uh, John chapter 8, where this uh, woman is caught in the act of adultery, and uh, these religious leaders bring her to Jesus, and it was kind of a trick to uh, try and trap Jesus and uh, get him to say the wrong thing, but they still brought this woman who had committed a crime, and uh, they were trying to get Jesus to, uh, you know, either, uh, like condemn her, and Christ pretty much says, oh, if you don't have sin, then you be the one to cast the first stone and stone her. Because back in that day, for a woman to be caught in adultery, she should have been stoned. Um, Christ says, oh, well, if you have no sin, you be the first one to cast the stone against her. And one by one, all these religious leaders and Pharisees walk away because they uh, they can't do it. They have sin in their lives that they're not, will- they're not perfect either. So in the same way, once they've all left, uh, Christ tells her that her sins are forgiven and that she should go and sin no more, which uh, we kind of talked about, oh, well, how are we often like the religious leaders where we often are quick to condemn other people uh, for sins when we have sin in our own lives as well? And then kind of just the idea of, well, how can we be like Christ and make sure that we are showing forgiveness even when it's hard, even when it's a sin that might be larger than maybe something that we've done, but all sin is sin in God's eyes, and we still need to be willing to forgive no matter the situation. Right, yeah, and and John chapter 8 has a lot in it that unfolds in a bigger story. Um, Of course, the woman is called in adultery. The funny thing is the law made it very clear that they were supposed to stone both parties involved. So, of course, you have to ask the question, where's the man? Was it a setup? You know, those are some possibility things. You know, what does Jesus write in the dirt in that story? There's a lot of speculations there, but you're right that in the major part of it, when Jesus says, hey, he who is without sin can cast the first stone, he's making it very clear. No, all of you have issues. We all are guilty of death, um, not necessarily by stoning, but in his case, he's just making this a very spiritual point. No, we're all guilty of this. Um, what's interesting is Jesus technically could have cast the first stone, right? But he came that first time to bring forgiveness of sin. And I think the story even shows a a lot about that. When you read the rest of John and what unfolds is forgiveness abounds in Jesus's ministry here on earth that first time around. So, yeah, uh, let's talk a little bit about what happens when you don't forgive because that forgiveness, we're supposed to do it as Christians. We're commanded to do it. We're supposed to have a forgiving attitude, but what happens when we don't, what happens to us, mentally, emotionally, physically, when we choose to not do things God's way and hold grudges against people. Yeah, I think it's very easy when we get caught up in this idea of, oh, I can't forgive this person. It makes us bitter and angry and just gives it like it almost has us like swell up with these feelings of like anger and like being upset. Um, We kind of talked about how life is just super short. Like, we uh, put it kind of like uh, in terms of like a ruler. If we look at a ruler, our lives here on earth are even smaller than that section of like a millimeter on a ruler. So even holding a grudge for a uh, short amount of time in that millimeter is still going to make it leave a huge impact. Um, It takes up a significant part of our life dealing with like hurt and pain and anger when we hold these grudges just filled with bitterness and anger. 
Um, so this just goes to show that it's really important to forgive somebody when they actually ask for it, or even if they don't ask for it, we should be willing to forgive somebody just because it releases them from that debt, but it also releases us from harboring negative feelings. Yeah, and I liken unforgiveness usually to a weed. Usually it starts with one weed, but if you let it go, it gets out of control and grows and festers. And um, Or you can think about it in medical terms if you want to think about like a tumor. If you do nothing with it, it's just going to grow and overtake your body. It's pretty much how unforgiveness is portrayed throughout the Bible. Uh, bitterness, anger, resentment, all of those things come from it. Unfortunately, a lot of the older people who tend to be bitter, angry people are is a lot because of unforgiveness in their life. Uh, that's not always a guarantee. There's exceptions to everything. But the fact of the matter is unforgiveness has a very powerful control over your heart if you don't forgive. Um, and, and I like what you had to say there. It brings that anger out in our lives. We could get real short with people. Okay, so if we do have unforgiveness, you know, how should we go about changing our attitude to one of forgiveness toward others if we're harboring, you know, unforgiveness toward a friend, toward a parent, um, maybe toward someone else we know or a coworker, you know, for teens who are getting into jobs, that's a very real possibility. How is it that I go about from holding a grudge, anger, unforgiveness against someone to having forgiveness for them? Yeah, so we talked about this idea of not staying stuck in these patterns. Like, first of all, remembering the debt that Christ has paid for us. Like, remembering, oh, if Christ is willing to forgive us for these sins that we've committed that help us, or they make us not line up and have, be able to, like, be on a perfect relationship with God. If he's willing to forgive us of those sins, that we should be able to forgive anybody of these smaller grudges that we have. Um, I think another one is just, like, having the joy of the Lord, like, letting that be a part of your life day in and day out. And that's not always easy, but, you know, just kind of start living a pattern like that. And also kind of remembering the idea of have you forgiven yourself? Like it's often easy to get in this idea or pattern that, you know, we have had past sins or mistakes of our own. But if God has forgiven us, that we should be willing to do the same for ourselves. Good. Yeah. Um, I think a lot about reflection about what Christ has done for us should be a powerful motivator. I mean, we talk about motivators all the time in workplaces and stuff. People use money as a motivator. Um, you know, sometimes we use for, for little kids, you know, that I work with candy can be a motivator, you know, Hey, do you want something? Okay. You got to achieve, do chores at home and I'll give you a piece of candy or something like that. Those aren't bad, but in this case for Christians, our true motivator is what has Christ done for us. And I think you captured that beautifully. Um, yeah. And then, you know, even forgiving ourselves, <laughs> I've been there. Um, there are times in my life where I have to, you know, forgive myself that I mess up. I'm human. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not perfect. I know I'm going to fail. And it's at those times that when I turn to Christ, I ask for forgiveness there. I also have to forgive myself knowing, okay, I can't let that hold me back from doing what I need to do for Christ here in the future. So, um, um, okay, so just wrapping up here, Jacob, what are some of the practical application points that we should take away or what are some thoughts that we should go away thinking throughout this week about forgiveness? Yeah, so once again, kind of that main summary point is, you know, if God has been willing to forgive us for everything that we've done, that we should also be willing to forgive others for the sins that they've committed. But we also kind of talked about, like, who does it seem like, uh, you know, you can't see my air quotes here, but impossible to forgive. Like, who does it seem really difficult to forgive? We kind of talked about the idea or concept of 
oh, somebody came in and like murdered your entire family. Like it would be really, really hard to forgive them. But like you and I were just talking about a minute ago, like Jesus forgave the people that were murdering him. Like as he was on the cross, he says, oh, Father, forgive them because they do not know what they're doing. So if Christ was willing to forgive those people that were literally had just nailed him to the cross, like there's nobody that we shouldn't be able to forgive. Like there's nobody on that list. So even when it might seem impossible or really difficult to forgive somebody, we can look back to Christ's example and see that there's nobody that doesn't deserve our forgiveness. And then kind of this last idea is like, how should we treat others when they continue to hurt us? And like kind of just going back to the same idea. So if Christ has forgiven us, even though somebody continues to hurt us or, you know, treat us in a way that's unfair, we should be willing to forgive them and also just kind of showing them kindness because like, like kind of, I can think of the song, kill them with kindness type thing where you just kind of hit them over the nail, hit the nail on the head kind of, if you're showing kindness, eventually they're going to want to show that back. It's going to be harder and harder for them to be rude or even continue to hurt you if all they're getting back in return is kindness. Good. Yep, those are some really good thoughts to leave off there on Jacob. Uh, We want to encourage you guys to be thinking through some of these questions and some of these practical application points here this next week. Uh, We want to encourage you to continue to be forgiving, and especially in those difficult times, uh, go to God in prayer. uh, Ask Him for help to forgive other people. It's key, otherwise things are going to hold you back or you're going to find yourself in a lot of bondage and hurt, pain, and anger. We don't want to see you there. Uh, We want to thank you guys for tuning in. Feel free to come on out uh, Sunday mornings to our youth group Sunday school class where Jacob's going to be continuing teaching over the next couple weeks. Uh, We hope to see you there this week. Bye.